Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Election night 2020. Bum, bum, bum. You thought that Halloween was spooky. No, oh. no, no. <laughs> November 3rd is actually the scariest night this year. I'm so glad that we can giggle about this. The name of this episode is No Matter Who Wins, We All Lose. Yeah. Which is kind of a bit of a Debbie Downer. I like your thinking about it a little bit better. How this doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. How we could all win. Yeah, and I'd love to know a little bit of your thinking about that. I think that this year, whoever wins, some people will be breathing a sigh of relief, and others will be holding their breath for the next four years, which is not ideal, and it doesn't have to be that way. I've been thinking a lot about waking up on Wednesday morning, if it even is Wednesday morning. I mean, I know who I want to win. I don't think that's necessarily something that we have to put out there on the podcast. But even if my person wins, I will be relieved for sure. But then there's a part of me that's going to feel so sad because I know that I'd say about 50% of our population is going to be really, really upset. There's something about that that does not sit right for me at all. I want the disconnection to go away. I'm mourning connection hugely. And I just think no matter what happens, we must figure out a way to move towards connection in our society. I think the root of a lot of our issues has to do with language. What do you mean by that? I saw a Facebook post the other day that said, I'm voting for Biden, but I'm not happy about it. If you are excited to vote for him, shame on you. And that really ties into languaging, especially language of guilt and shame. And I really think this person could have said it in a way that maybe would have connected with other people. Much of the way that we're talking to one another today, especially on the political level, we could say all of it and still hold our truth without having all the judgment. And there just seems to be like that on steroids right now. But even on more subtle ways, like what you just said, the Facebook example, you know, that's just what we're doing. That's what everyone's doing. And there is such a different way to go about it. So with NVC, everything comes back to this idea of universal human needs. If there's any conflict or judgment happening, it's because There's a need underneath this thing, and most of us just are not aware that there's a need there, and we certainly don't communicate about those needs. In fact, most of us have this idea of needs like as not a good thing, being too needy. But with nonviolent communication, what we're talking about are universal human needs, the things that all people want in their most perfect world. So I'm going to get back to your question about the Facebook page in a second, but For now, just thinking about this idea of needs, what kinds of things do you want in your most perfect world? In my most perfect world, I would want well-being and connection, acceptance, understanding. Would you want fun? Oh, yes. Plenty of fun. Would you want safety? Yes, safety is a big one. Security? Yeah. Trust? There's so many of them. Would you want to be seen and understood? Yeah. Would you want beauty and equality? Definitely. Yeah. These are all things that we consider 
in the NBC world, Universal Human Needs. And Marshall Rosenberg, the guy that developed nonviolent communication, his classic line was that all conflict is a tragic expression of an unmet need. Getting back to your question about the Facebook comment, the person that wrote that could have easily, maybe not easily, but could have worded that in a way completely free of judgment. And it would have been able to be received and probably heard a heck of a lot better. For instance, that person could have said, I'm voting for Biden, but I'm not happy about it. When people are excited about voting for him, I feel dismayed and confused, and I wish we saw things similarly. So the feeling dismayed and confused, that's the person's feeling. So that's a real thing. It is what it is. And the need there is wanting people to see things similarly as you. I think that that's a need to have a shared reality. So just stating it that way, let's look at the two side by side. I'm uh, voting for Biden, but I'm not happy about it. If you're excited to vote for him, shame on you. That was what it was stated. As opposed to what I just said, I'm voting for Biden, but I'm not happy about it. When people are excited about voting for him, I feel dismayed and confused, and I wish we saw things similarly or wish we had a shared reality. Which one of those, if you saw them posted, would you be able to take in? And which one is like, hurts when you hear it? I would be much more receptive to someone stating their basic feelings about it and how they wished for connection. And the need. That's the the thing that we tend not to do. Stating the need. Yeah, I would be much more receptive to that. I just wish we could get people together whether you're on the right or the left, and begin to really slow down and hear each other at a need level. That could make a huge difference. At Community Connections, the restorative justice program that I ran for eight years, I worked with youth that were involved in the legal system. So not the kind of folks that most people could see, like sitting down and having these really connecting conversations. And yet, You know, when we would have conflict, because that happens, you put a group of people together in a room, inevitably, they're not going to see eye to eye on things. But when that would happen, what we would do is we would slow everyone down and make sure that everyone would reflect the other person's need before they comment so that the person that originally spoke knew that they were heard, that they were gotten. And what was weird about doing that, like, then the next person would speak and then before the person, somebody would respond to that person, they would make sure that they took a guess at what was going on for them need-wise and hearing each other at that level. I used to get really scared when conflict would happen with a group, but then after a while, I was just fascinated because what I came to see was we didn't even have to come up with a solution. Just being in a process where people are able to listen to one another, that is the solution in and of itself. And we are so far from that. And yet it could happen for us. We have to start building skill everywhere and building an understanding of what this process is and how to do it. I think oftentimes we're looking to change the thing or fix it. The other day I was explaining NBC to a friend and they said, okay, I know my feelings and I know my needs. And now what do I do? What do we do with this? And I said, nothing. You don't do anything because life fucking sucks. (laughs) And one day, one day you'll die and then it will be over and done. But for now, this is as close as we can get to fixing it. (laughs) Yeah. 
there are actually times when it can go beyond that as well, because you get some folks in a room together and when they can really deepen into one another's needs. So that takes a level of vulnerability. That takes a level of authenticity and skill to help people really hear each other in that way. When you can do that, then miraculously strategies, ideas that maybe never surfaced before can actually rise up. I've seen it happen many a time. It all starts though with hearing one another. Marshall Rosenberg, again, the founder of Nonviolent Communication, he used to say that we have yet to evolve to have dialogues, especially at a political level, that are truly connecting and productive. And that it is possible that we now have like this communication science, I believe that's what it is. It's like a communication science that makes it possible to really have connection. And I don't think that most people know of it. And certainly our leaders don't know of it either. And maybe, just maybe, my hope, the eternal optimist, is that humanity is being pushed to learn a different way. I like to believe that no matter who wins on Tuesday or a month from Tuesday, if it takes that long, that no matter who wins, maybe we will all win because the dysfunction of our disconnection is going to push us to a new way of listening to one another. At least that's my spin on this and what I want to dream about. I think that's good enough for now. That wraps up our mini episode. Thank you for listening and happy election trails. Bum, bum, bum. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first, 